couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. My mom is such a liar. She's probably got an explanation. Like what? She's evil? I hate her. I so wish she wasn't my mom. No, you're overreacting. Craig, my father is brain damaged. Well, at least you have a dad. Last time I checked, you had two. Welcome to yet another episode of Narbos and Broomheads podcast. And judging by our Instagram followers, I can confidently say it is your favorite Degrassi podcast, at least for 203 of you. (laughs) If you're bothering to listen, then it must be your favorite because I have no other explanation. (laughs) It's true. It's true. We are uh, already into season three of Next Gen, and uh, we're picking up uh, a part two, uh, Father Figure. Uh, If you tuned in last week, uh, (laughs) you will have heard our rave review of the storyline and how there are no holes, and it all makes sense. Exactly. And (laughs) let's, let's carry it over. Uh, to this week, as we uh, follow Emma on her journey, inexplicable journey, to find her real dad. Um, but before we uh, get into this episode, let's uh, let's go around uh, the table and see who we have with us this week. I think we'll start uh, right here in Ontario, uh, down in the T dot. Did you introduce yourself? I'll do it at the end. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I'm uh, Alan. If uh, if somebody from uh, my high school met me, they'd be like Scalin. That would be uh, yes. Who I am? If we were talking about nicknames, yeah, we were talking about nicknames in the last episode. Um, but I'm not Scalin on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm Slip with five eyes or Slip, which would have been a much better nickname for high school. Um, even though the kind of action that that name is. Uh, that comes from i didn't get much of it in high school so anyways uh anyways i'm yeah i'm in toronto and uh we didn't do our COVID update but me and courtney are are being forced to wait for our second shots so um spoiler alert uh my friend jamie from uh 
from Winnipeg, my bestie from back in way back in high school. Uh, we compete on a lot of things, and I was bragging so hard when I got that first shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the date, what the date, like like three hours before I did. Yeah, so I got. I was like, oh shit, we're gonna get AstraZeneca in uh, Ontario. This was on a Monday, and I'm like, I have an appointment for tomorrow. Woo, I'm yeah. the best. And then. <laughs> Jamie's like, we just were told the Manitoba we can get it now. I have an appointment for tonight. I was like, damn it. So I had to go and get one on the the Monday so I could beat yep. you. So, yep. I, yeah, I got one like a few hours before. And now you can just get another shot. And me and Courtney just have to sit and wait. So And stew yeah. in anger. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the update. So we, we've, been, uh, we've been talking on the podcast about, you know, who's actually going to win the race to two vaccines between uh, the regular hosts and Courtney and I still look like we may be last. We'll see what happens. So that's the update. Anyways, over to Regina. Hi, it's Arlo from Regina. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And the Saskatchewan government actually announced today that everyone over 18 should be able to get their second shot by June 24th. (sighs) So nice. Here's hoping they haven't lowered the age below 55 yet, but I'm hoping that it comes down rapidly and I can get my jab. You know, seriously, fuck this province, like Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask, does that include AstraZeneca people? People are already getting their second AstraZeneca's. Are you one of the provinces that lowered the interval to eight weeks? I am not sure. I just know okay. that I, I work with two people who got AstraZeneca. They're a little older, like they're in like the, the 60-ish age range, and they've already gotten their second jabs. Ugh. Anyways. Fuck this fucking province. Yeah, Man- Scanning is irate. Yeah, Manitoba is at least eight weeks because, Jamie, yours is coming just after eight weeks, right? Like yours is next week? Yeah. So I get right. my uh, Pfizer on top of my AstraZeneca on the 16th of june Ugh. quite excited ah, to win and win who's the man who's the man <laughs> the ultimate who's the man yeah who's the man who got his full vaccine and it's me so i win um no i um I'm, uh my wife's been vaccinated fully because she's a healthcare worker for months now and uh i'm very excited to uh, get it and then just continue doing the same thing I've been doing for the last year and a half, which is nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm Jamie. I'm from Winnipeg. You can find me on Twitter at megamix.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you guys. Uh, for those who haven't cool. heard you before when you've been on the podcast, uh, where is your studio for podcasting? Just like last week, uh, a week later, I'm back. Again. <laughs> um, I am uh, sitting in my car in a, in a, um, a strip mall parking lot near my house right by the uh, licks ice cream patio so there's a lot of ice cream going uh going on right now uh, a lot of people uh with cones uh getting their lick on and it's looking great uh there's a gondola pizza right here lots of pies going in and out oh well out not in uh and uh i'm getting very jealous people are bringing pizza to gondola <laughs> anyways uh i do this uh because my wi-fi signal in my house isn't strong enough um, to sit out in my driveway. See, I need one of these uh, these boosters from Shaw. And uh, so I, I go out here and gank the Wi-Fi from uh, the uh, in-stages hair and body beautiful. 
Shout out. Yeah. yeah. Next time you're yeah. in Winnipeg, go uh, hit them up. Yes. Their Wi-Fi is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you just sit with your car running? No. Well, in the winter I do. It's terrible okay. for the environment. Um, yeah. Right now, no, I actually have the window open. So anybody who wants to listen in is, is welcome to. Um, you but make sure your stuff is all super battery charged before you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll just use my phone. Um, okay. I can plug it in and start my car if I need to, but I don't Maybe, think I'm going to okay. need to. We used to, when we were doing our, our, our other podcast, the Mezzanine Sleepover, which we haven't done in a long time, uh, we would usually record late at night. So it was even more skeevy looking to me sitting in my car and, uh, and, and talking on my phone. Like we, yeah. would, we would regularly I, go from like 10 till midnight Winnipeg time on that sleepover. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'd be times where it'd be winter. And the plows would come out to plow the parking lot. And they'd all plow around me because I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't they get pissed at you? Oh, I'd feel like... Oh, I'm sure they were. I'd have to Yeah, leave. but I had a show to do. You're <laughs> professional. Let's go on. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 listeners are expecting. Yes. I, I bet we didn't have 10 listeners. So. Aww. No. Well, no. I know, I know uh, Ted and Barry both have listened and both really enjoyed it. Every time they you talk know what? about there's a, a few gems. There are a few episodes that are gems. Yeah. Whenever Ted Barry reference a that we did. when they reference a wrestling thing, I'm always like, "We did an episode on that. I'll post it so you can hear it." So, yes, the mezzanine sleepover. You can actually again find that on Spotify, and I think you can still download it on your podcast app. So uh, there are two feeds. We had one that we used <laughs> for for it was free, but it had limited kind of service, and we used that for years. And then we found another yep. free one that lets you do more. So we just stopped the first one and started the second one. And so now there are two feeds of the Mezzanine Sleepover. Well, maybe we will have to uh, do another one. Oh. At some point. Look at that. Exciting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exciting. Well, um, this is a perfect segue. I'm Courtney. I'm going to be hosting this episode. <laughs> um, Instagram, Courtney.1293. Um, our podcast at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast. Uh, two things before we jump in. Uh, if you do follow us on Instagram, you would have seen my post. I think it was yesterday. My husband traveled to the Ottawa Valley, Padawawa. He's working there for a couple weeks. And he just stumbled upon this restaurant who was selling coffee. <laughs> yes. And they are selling this coffee called Degrassi Junior Die. And it has this fantastic cartoon drawing of Joey Jeremiah, but like half zombie-like, I suppose. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. So I actually had a cup this morning, and it was delicious. Um, not like they this should promotion. sponsor you guys. I was gonna say, like, not like anybody's ever in Petawawa, but if you are, um, I've linked their their uh, Instagram profile in ours. If so you if you if you made a mistake in your life and you end up in Petawawa, go get some coffee. Yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> if you join the army. That's probably the only reason you'd ever ever end up in Petawawa. Yeah. There's a giant army base there. But apparently this place also has amazing burgers. Um, in any case, it was a fantastic find, and I appreciate it. Uh, second thing, uh, speaking of other podcasts I wanted to plug, uh, a couple of our listeners, uh, including Bethany, as everybody knows, she has her own Ready or Not podcast. Um, they have a another friend who runs their own Ready or Not podcast, and there's been some fantastic drama. 
uh, if anybody's familiar with Ready or Not, uh, the lead actress who played Amanda, her name is Laura Bertram. Bertram, sound familiar, anybody? Yes. Oh, that's right. Johnny motherfucking B. <laughs> her father was uh, was a, what was he, a writer? Director and um, writer for Degrassi Junior director, High and Degrassi yeah. High. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, and um, so not to get too deep into the weeds here, but a while ago we had a Bertram uh, who claimed to be Laura's sister start following our Instagram um, account, and I was very excited and also kind of nervous. And I was like, we didn't say like anything defamatory. About In case you tactic. haven't heard, basically our story about John Bertram is that he was always high on cocaine when he wrote uh, <laughs> yes. episodes. Alleged, allegedly. allegedly. So, allegedly. So then if his kid um, is listening, yeah, we apologize. Anyways. He also allegedly went to rehab a number of times. Um, in any case, long story short, it turns out that there is this crazy Laura Bertram imposter on the internet who is like yes. slandering um, these people who start up Ready or Not podcasts. Um, she has started petitions to get them banned from the internet. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. On change.org. She is threat. She threatens legal action. And not to give too much away, but there's a fantastic spin-off series just about how uh, <laughs> The Ready or Not podcast has tracked this person down, and I re- it's really good. It's a really good listen, so if you're looking for some uh, some Ready or Not drama, you should definitely follow them. What's it called? Um, I know, I'm just trying to remember now. <laughs> I should have prepared myself. I know Bethany's podcast is Here We Come. I think it's called Still Not Ready. Yes. Uh, it's still not ready, and they normally just review Ready or Not episodes the same way that we review Degrassi, but they've taken a break to do this feature story on this psycho Laura Bertram impersonator. Oh, that's fantastic. So wow. check it out if you can. It's good. Um, side and, note, uh, you can buy that coffee that you were talking about online at www.deadlygroundscoffee.ca. Perfect. I might just have to get myself a bag. A lot easier than traveling to Petawawa. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. For sure. Um, all right. So are we ready to jump in? Uh, I will just say, if you want to email us, narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com, but I'm going to save the emails for the end of the episode. You are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep people hanging. Okay. So we are uh, diving into Father Figure Part 2. So this has the same air date in Canada and the States as part one. Um, I'm not sure if it aired as one big episode. I think, Jamie, the version you watched was one big episode, right? It was one big episode, yeah. There was no break. There was no visual break in it. So I okay. I feel like it did air somewhere all in one. I'm okay. assuming it was like like season opener event kind of thing. Yeah. Main event featuring Vision. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do okay, remember so, the the ads for it being on heavy rotation, like yeah. the first time it played. I do, it w- it w- it was a, t- a television event for sure. Absolutely. Um, so just to give uh, listeners a quick recap, uh, last uh, last episode we followed Emma as she went on a journey to find her real dad, who we all know is Shane from the original Degrassi series. Emma has the impression that her dad is a doctor and he kind of just bowed out of her life wanting nothing to do with her. 
she remembers visiting him, still thinking he's a doctor, yada, yada, yada. So she works really hard to find an address for her dad, Shane, and eventually tracks him down in Stouffville. She convinces Craig to skip school uh, and join her as they take a train there. Emma arrives at the hospital where she thinks her dad works. And we end part one with her finding uh, Shane in his room. And she is confused. (laughs) Because he is, he has issues. Yes. Yeah. He is spinning his dinner plate around to match maybe the sun. I don't know. (laughs) And as we we talked about in the last episode, too. So, of course, Shane McKay, originally played by Billy Parrott in this episode, um, is being played by Jonathan Torrens, who is a uh, well-known Canadian actor who did children's shows and then like teenage shows. And then adult comedies. shows, yeah. Yeah. comedies, and etc. Yeah. So he is guest starring as Shane McKay in these two episodes. So there you go. And he was also on Letterkenny. I forgot that one when we were. Was talking he on Letterkenny? Yeah, he played a uh, Mennonite guy. That's oh, nice! Hilarious. One of the dicks. Um, basically, if there was a comedy show in Canada, he was probably on it. Yeah. Yes, that's <laughs> at some that's point. A given. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that about a lot of Canadian comedians, I think. Well, will he be funny on this episode? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let's find (laughs) out. Um, So we open um, this episode just as Emma is opening the door to her dad Shane's room. She realizes that her dad is a patient at this institution and not a doctor. And she says so out loud. <laughs> yes. You're supposed to be a doctor, not a patient. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, she, so she's okay. upset. So in this moment, is Emma thinking, my mom fucked a mental patient? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a really good point. <laughs> because she doesn't know at what point this brain injury has happened or if it has always been there at this point right what the fuck was my mom into (laughs) well yeah Uh uh-huh i mean i've like reminded of that that storyline on arrest development where like he's dating this absolutely beautiful girl who's played by Charlize theron and he just thinks that she's like kind of dumb or whatever and then like throughout the relationship he realizes that she's actually like challenged yeah yeah (laughs) And I, I, I wonder what in in Emma's mind it, does this question flash across <laughs> her mind in this moment? I mean, that would make more sense for why her mom didn't want to tell her. <laughs> it's true. It you would. Know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, because there'd be you know that that'd be uh, you know the the that might involve the law, some way, <laughs> covering a big cover up. Yeah. Yeah, I I just. I, it, <laughs> What is she, 14, 13, 12? Yeah. And to believe that your real dad is a doctor your whole life and then discover basically the exact opposite. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. Well, and therein lies some major problems here, right? Like, I'm not blaming Emma for it. Like, obviously, Spike should have told her more information to prevent this. But, like, what if her real dad was a fucking rapist? What if he was a child molester? What if there was very, very good reasons why she 
Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. She is. He was a drummer in a band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she does live in the Degrassi universe. All of those possibilities exist, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, not Port so, Hope. We're in ultimately, Soda. Emma is lucky that this turned out this way and that she's not in a fucking child molester's living room right now. Well, like, I mean, it gets bad. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So I mean, yes. We're not out of lucky. the woods yet. Yeah. yeah. I might I might not say she's lucky. <laughs> but yes, I guess if you consider that he could have been a serial killer, sure, she's lucky. <laughs> yeah. In any case, um, she quickly discovers that uh, her dad is not, in fact, a doctor. He is a patient at uh, this institution. As she's realizing this, uh, she's upset and she says it was a mistake and she tries to leave. Uh, But by that time, Shane has seen her and he lunges to grab her, begging her not to leave. Um, She's obviously freaked out. Uh, but he tells her that she reminds him of his daughter. Um, and then he tells us that his daughter doesn't love him. And <laughs> <laughs> it's quite never, sad. It's very sad. Uh, he, she doesn't love him and she never visits. And uh, he, so and this kind con- and he has a photo of baby Emma and Spike when she was Spike in school. So. Yeah, I wonder what so happened to his parents. His like, parents were fucking assholes. So well, they were also ass. really, really old. They're probably dead by now. Honestly, <laughs> they probably but... were. Yes. <laughs> his dad, in, when he was in junior high, was like seventy. So yeah, yeah. Yep. He was a priest. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so as Shane is talking about uh, the daughter that doesn't love him, he grabs the photo of Emma when she was a baby with Spike. And so Emma kind of softens and takes this opportunity to confess or tell him that, you know, she is his daughter. Um, Shane is confused. Uh, He thinks Emma is still a little girl, but slowly puts it together. Shows Emma the photo and says, you're Emma. Um, So Emma starts to cry (laughs) and Shane hugs her and telling her and tells her that it's all okay because daddy is here now. I can't. And I say it and it sounds creepy, but in the scene, it was actually sweet. Yeah, but I also... Um, also, you know, I rag on Emma a lot, um, yes. but, like, Miriam McDonald does a really good job in this scene. Like, I, it, it's... When I rag on Emma, it's not not a reflection on the actress. She, she, she does a great job. Yes, I think they both are really great in this scene. They do really well. Um... I did want to point out that Shane is definitely eating McCain French fries. <laughs> Super Chris, so good. Super Spirals, McCain, those, what did you do to my fries? Those, those crinkle ones, those are totally McCain fries. This is Shane. Shane doesn't say much when he's eating his French fries. Yeah. <laughs> probably because he fell off a bridge when he was 15. Yeah. Fell, jumped... Who knows? What's the ketchup? Um, I also wanted to point out that whoever designed the set or whatever, that room is like the most fucking depressing room I've ever seen. Uh, so good job. Like, it's horrible. Um, so after this uh, moving scene, we hit the credits. And we, uh, after the credits, 
we take off where we left off on the B plot, Ugh. which we all love. <laughs> oh, I was, um, I was like, what, what happened to that? What happened to this locker situation? I, I can't wait. What happened with the lockers? Yeah, tell me more. Yeah. I guess I can't. We we talked about this. You know, this originally aired as one continuous episode, so I guess that explains why this fucking thing has to go through two episodes of mm. yeah. <laughs> Painful. In any case, we'll we'll try to minimize the analysis of the B plot because it's pretty stupid. Um, but it takes us to a skate park uh, where Drake is hanging out. So Spinner shows up at the skate park and asks Drake if he's still mad that he stole his MP3 player. It's a fucking and iPod. I chuckle at this, it's like, iPod. Oh, sorry, iPod. Yeah, like again, they can't say the words. It was an iPod. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was, a, that was a pretty big thing to have in 2002. Well, Drake had an iPod, oh, exactly. and, and it was clearly an iPod. Like, you see it, and you're like, oh, that's okay. an iPod. Except yeah. that for some reason on the show, they can call it the Mercedes-Benz of MP3 players, but they can't call it an iPod. So, mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. A, a missed advertising opportunity for iPod, <laughs> yes. clearly. Yeah, really. Clearly, they suffered from that big time. Well, if they had seen <laughs> the future, it definitely was. <laughs> yes. Like if you think about it, in 2020, hindsight is 2020. That was a big missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, um so Spinner asks about the MP3 player if he's still crusty, Drake isn't. Um and then Spinner admits he needs a favor on his fucking never-ending quest to get Paige a better locker. <sighs> Uh, as we recall from last episode, the audible sigh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I made you watch yeah. this, pal. <laughs> oh, this, just this storyline is so bad. So bad. So he now has decided since Paige likes Drake's locker, he must have Drake's locker. Um, Drake is is teasing him, yada yada yada, saying he's a pussy basically. But Drake eventually agrees to give him. The locker, if Spinner stands up and tells everyone in public that he has no backbone. Uh, first, what a fucking stupid dare. So boring. I mean, um, Drake's an asshole. I, I feel like, I think the reason we're having so much trouble with the storyline is like the stakes are just so low. <laughs> Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like I'm not sitting there going, "Will Spinner get this locker?" I like, I can't wait to find yeah. out. Like, I just would have appreciated something more, like embarrassing, something more like Dwayne and Tabby and Nick esque, like yeah, or something with some humor, some humor to it. A, yeah, pushing a banana I, up a, yeah. a ramp. I understand or, that, like, you have a very heavy plot line, so you want to, you, you probably should you know sprinkle in a bit of humor and this is just not there's nothing funny or interesting about this this storyline nothing agreed agreed and like um, like drake is like i'm gonna get so much satisfaction from you saying you have no backbone like that's worth my locker for the whole year why wouldn't yeah. drake just be like no like fuck you you stole my mp3 player like get out of here give me 50 yep. bucks for the locker yeah or yes. That. He yes he doesn't need money but <laughs> yeah or you know, yeah. you have to be my butler for a month. Oh, so that's there's a that's plot. Perfect. Yeah, that's like you four have, episodes. Then you, have, then you have, then you have like four episodes of him being his butler. I think yeah. I think that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, and and Spinner has to call Drake <laughs> Jeeves. 
<laughs> or no, Drake called Spinner Jeebs. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, oh my gosh. Yeah, there you Breaking go. Breaking some serious ground here today. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like AA Ron Martin need, needs to yeah. call us for ideas. Yep. Yes. He really should have. We should also have a whole episode dedicated to the, sh- what was the shittiest B-plot? Oh, we'll get there. Just yeah. trash B-plots for a whole episode. In any case, yes. For some reason, Drake is willing to give up his fucking locker if Spinner stands up and admits to people that he has no backbone. Great. Spinner agrees because he has no backbone. Yeah. And <laughs> well, and he never weighs the options of what that entails. You know, no, embarrassing cause... his girlfriend in front of everybody. Like he's just what an idiot. Spinner just constantly fucks up. Like that's his whole character for season after season after season like doesn't I mean, think yeah. about to, yeah to be fair it's kind of a crapshoot what's gonna piss Paige off though too that's true like i mean on you know it could go either way she could be like yeah you're whipped hun or she could hun. get embarrassed by it like i i i really have no idea i i mean i'm kind of with spinner on this one in that i have no idea how to please Paige. <laughs> yes yeah. yeah i think we all are with spinner on that um, so he agrees, and we are back to the much better storyline. Uh, we're back at uh, the institution, and Emma learns from Shane that he's been there since he fell and hit his head. Um, Emma wonders out loud again why nobody told her this, and Shane misinterprets, saying that he's okay now, and he like p- taps his head to prove it. Um, <laughs> So just then, the I I didn't know what to call this chick. The administrator, the nurse, the I don't who even knows. Oh, she has a name. <laughs> oh, please. Her name is Elspeth. Elspeth. Nice. Elspeth. She probably Elspeth got, or she, Beth. 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 Oh my God. She got to choose that herself. P E T H. Oh my God. They're like, even worse. They're like, you get to play this like doctor, nurse, orderly, or whatever. And she's like, I agree on one condition. Yes. Yeah. Elspeth. My name is Elspeth. Yeah. Okay. What a horrible name. So she comes in. Um, and we, I believe we did see her a little bit in the, ep- the, the previous episode when, uh, they first entered the building. Yeah. Um, I think Craig kind of helped Emma, like, uh, avoid her. Yeah. Uh, so she comes in really pissed. Um, and Emma tells her that he, she's her, his daughter. Um, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh-oh. She gives him, okay. she gives Emma shit. She's like, you just barged in. And Emma says in these exact words. I'm his daughter, Emma, actually. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I only remember that because I was, I, I will always remember how angry I was when she did that. So, <laughs> yes. I, it's so funny. I wasn't angry at all. I mean, the, she shouldn't be there. The guy, you know, she is disrupting. She yeah, she snuck in. She's disrupting this person who it's clearly going to do some damage. And then the doctor is not happy about it. And she's just like, uh, actually, like, Emma always talking like a bitch to adults. Like, I can't. True. Yeah. Okay. 
And meanwhile, well, Alan was a good like, boy, right? Like he never Craig talked back. I was always polite to adults when I was a very child. Very polite, very polite young man. Yes, I was, sir, ma'am, all the time. Uh, and then Craig is like snapping unconsented pictures. Yeah, like, seriously, inside a medical institution. <laughs> like honestly, they should they should have taken they should have confiscated his camera. Should have been gone. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. Okay, so thanks, Alan, for clarifying that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so after after Elspeth learns that Emma is his daughter, she softens somewhat, but she does stick to her gun, saying, like, you know, he has, she explains, I think for us, that he has a traumatic brain injury and he yep. needs to stick to routines. So you can't come in here and, and surprise him like that. So she tells Shane that it's time for Emma to leave. And Shane reacts uh, as Elspeth predicted and gets agitated and throws his McCain fries all over the floor. (laughs) Saying that Emma can't leave. She needs to stay. And Elspeth pulls out some knitting I mean, I was, interesting, I, I was, interesting choice to hand him, like, stabby, stabby things, but that's okay. <laughs> so that is one of the many issues I have with suddenly <laughs> introducing knitting to this equation. <laughs> um, apparently, we learned that knitting calms, uh, calms Shane down. It regulates his emotions, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it takes a bit, but yes, he eventually grabs the knitting needles and then just starts knitting a scarf. And he calms down. Um, And Emma, she runs over and says that she will visit again. And she gives him her address and says, she's going to write. You can write back. I will visit. Bye. So fucking stupid. Don't give him your fucking address. Anyways. Um, yes. Also, so like, I don't, number one. also, I don't mean to be a dick, but is Shane writing letters? Well, he's fucking knitting, so, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, They're I, wildly inconsistent with this uh, portrayal of his traumatic brain injury, I have to okay. say. Okay. <laughs> Again. Because either he's a danger to everybody or he's not. And, and, and it's just... I would I like to know what kind of traumatic brain injury lands you in an institution... Yep. But also, you're a really good knitter, <laughs> and you also have really good navigation skills. Like it, yes, you can get on a train and walk and do all that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. This makes no sense. And while and he hams it up, that he's you know visibly disabled, which is again, oh God. I mean, I I buy knitting. Like knitting is just pa- like the same. Yeah pattern over and over and over again but it, it so like so, once you learn it like w- once you learn it you learn it like you don't necessarily have to learn new things with it i mean we as we learn later he's like a much better knitter than that but i i just question and coming with experience with you know with with fletch having delays and that sort of thing like fine motor skills are um difficult to master and you would think that having a traumatic brain injury would alter your ability to do mm-hmm. something requiring really like dexterity st- of that level yeah like that like i knit i know how hard it is 
And so for him to, I mean, who knows? I'm not a neurologist. Maybe, maybe that's possible, but it just seemed like a really weird <laughs> thing to give him that calm I mean, down. I guess realistic or not as well, like it is canon, right? Like we know from our history with Shane that he has angry outbursts like that. Like part of oh yeah mm-hmm. like i i appreciate them carrying that personality trait on i just the knitting thing i find really weird i don't okay. know for me i just felt it was like a mishmash of just like anything they could think of he's perfectly capable to do all this stuff but yet he's also super angry and violent he also knits and but he also has you know uh, you know, ha- has trouble talking. He, you know, it's, it's just, it's like they threw it all into a pot and just pulled out, oh, this will fit for, you know, to move this along. Ridiculous. It's basically like, let's just ignore consistency so that we can fit Shane into the rest of this episode. Like, well, and I really believe it's so that we can have an exciting ending to this show. Yeah. Like, honestly, he, he travels all that way and then gets violent and just like, come on. <laughs> It's true. Like, like it really perpetuates myths, right? It perpetuates stereotypes. Like, where that, I, like you know that that someone like that that they're that they're that they're so dangerous, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah I guess he had anger issues in the you know when he was uh, after it happened. But I don't know. I gotta say, I find I find it ham fisted and it's in poor taste. And I mean, we're gonna talk about it because Shane makes his way all the way to Toronto to visit Emma. But it's like he's prone to having hissy fits and and freaking out. But then is he just sitting calmly on the fucking go train from Stouffville to Toronto and I don't know, man. You know, for two hours? Yeah. Like, come on. And no one talks to him? Like, is he just sitting there knitting? Like, I don't he went and bought a fucking train ticket? Like, what happened here? Yeah. I, I, exactly. Anyways. I, it's, yeah. it's kind of like mind boggling that uh this <laughs> this is the best that they could come up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this storyline. I mean, first of all, like, yes, I, I've known a couple of people who have had brain injuries and they, it does result in like short tempers and stuff like that. That's legit. Um, but to plan out a whole thing. Exactly. Like Come on. But these people also weren't like required to stay in mental institutions. Mm-hmm. And also, like one of you alluded to earlier, if he is there because his violence is just unmanageable. You don't give the violent man fucking knitting needles. <laughs> no. Like and a half open the, door on a hallway. Yeah, like that's that's not a good idea. Um no. and yes, so there yes, I'm glad you guys all said that because I noted a number of times. There's a lot of big holes with this mental illness thing and I don't know if it was just not thought out well enough or if you got it. Two thousand two writing. Yeah, it honestly. was not. It was not thought out well enough. That's exactly no. I it. think it was just let's piece together this storyline in a way that it ends like this dramatically. And somehow, yeah, and somehow Where the pregnant knitting, lady is is in, is in danger of being hurt. But yeah, and let's give the guy who's threatening him. Let's give him knitting needles. Yeah. While she's in labor. Anyways. Okay. Not too. Okay. Sorry, carrying I, I on. Derail that. I apologize. No, no. I we I think we all agree that there is a lot of holes in that story. <laughs> so we said Emma writes down her address so that her dad can write him. Her, sorry. Um, and then her and Craig leave the institution, and then Emma goes on a little bit of a rant. She is once again 
pissed at her mom. I think she's always pissed at her mom uh, for keeping this from her. Can she I, hates her. Can I just note, it may not be anyone in this institution's responsibility, but it's like, where did these two children come from? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Just, just leave. Like, this child was disruptive, and now they're like, you can just go. Like, no questions, yeah. no nothing. No calls. Yeah. No calls to parents. Yeah, nothing. Go, go back to the train station. Yeah, it's, yeah, anyways. At least. The fact that they got in the way they did was bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. At least when Wheels went to Port Hope to find Mike motherfucking Nelson, <laughs> they called his grandma to come get him. Yes. Yep. Right? Like, so Mike Nelson, good dad. <laughs> I believe the last time you mentioned Mike Nelson again, you said, and I quote, fuck Mike Nelson. So. <laughs> and like, you were hey, legitimately guess- mad when you said it. So. Sorry. Yeah. I uh, change my opinions on a regular basis. <laughs> I guess, like, and... Elspeth is just like, I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Not my share, not my problem. Yeah, like, my name's Elspeth. What do I give a shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then obviously Shane's not going to be making any calls. So yeah. (laughs) Anyways, what happens next? (laughs) (laughs) So the children leave the mental institution with nobody concerned. Uh, Emma is ranting about her mom saying she hates her. How could she do this? She kept the fact that her dad is brain damaged from her. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Craig interrupts her. Um, with the classic line, hey, at least you have a dad. You have a dad. <laughs> Actually, you have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a callback to the fact that he doesn't have one. I mean, be- before it came out of Craig's mouth, I was writing down like, great, Emma, like, bitch to the guy whose dad just died about your situation. <laughs> um, but then Craig, you know, said the words that I was thinking. But I, and yeah, I get it. Obviously, it's in poor taste and it's selfish Emma, but I'm like, does she have two dads or is one of her dads brain damaged in a mental institution? And the other one calls like, himself it's... Snake on the regular. Not to mention her mom calls herself Spike. She's got all sorts of problems. And her, yeah. And her oh stepdad God. gets paint all over his face when he paints a room like an idiot. <laughs> yes. But in any case, one of many uh, at least you have a dad storyline so Emma apologizes saying she's an idiot yada 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 everything turns out fine back to the train station they find out of course they've missed the last train and there is uh, no train running again until the morning and I wondered like, why didn't you buy a round ticket on the way there (laughs) dumb baby that would be the smart thing to do. Because she's not that bright. Joey's way more people smart. Um, so, of course, Craig has to call Joey. Joey shows up and he is pissed because this is, what, like the second day of school and they're already skipping. Um, he's on a rant. He's in his fucking sweet, sweet ride. And he asks, why the fuck are you in Stouffville? And Emma points out that she is there for her dad. In a super bitchy, insolent way. Yes. Well, Mama, you my known. dad. It's my dad. I would have been like, fuck you. Like, you can 
stay here, bitch. Yeah. I'll just yes. drag back to bitch. the city. I wish Joey would have been like, oh, that dumb jerk. But he didn't. Joey should have been like, I was at that concert where your dad hopped off the bridge after. So, Oh, my God. He was. Yeah. His mom called my mom looking for him. That's right. In any case, they get back in Joey's sweet ride and drive back to the T-Dot. Emma arrives home. We see a very pregnant Spike sitting, waiting for her, stands up and demands that she explain where she was. Um, Emma says that she found her dad. She finally found him, I think she says. And then Spike realizes she's talking about Shane. And Emma just spews at Spike, accusing her of letting Shane stay in this prison in Stowville. Okay. And what does she think happened? Like, again, like, what has Spike told her? So, well, she told her nothing, so she's let her imagination go all over the place. I can't, so she's like, I can't believe you left him in that prison in Stowville. And Spike Vermont says, like, that wasn't me. That was uh, his parents put him there. And she says, you didn't do anything. And Spike was like, I was fucking 16. What the like, fuck did Emma I do? Like, does think they were together? Like, it, well, we don't know. She doesn't know. Like, I, she hasn't been told. Like, it's This is the not, problem that they have. Yeah. <laughs> this is the problem of the whole thing is that her mom never talked to her about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And that's what happens. You invite disaster by keeping lies and secrets. Lesson learned. A lesson, kids. <laughs> yep. But yeah, Parents. Emma is pissed at Spike, and Spike is pissed back at Emma. They butt heads for a while, and then Spike starts to like cramp up or whatever. So she has to sit down because she's very pregnant. She's faking and... that to get Emma off her back. She's like, "Oh yeah, shit, my stomach." Yeah. Oh, it's just a drill. It's the baby. Yeah. Oh, the baby. You can't talk to me anymore. This conversation's over. <laughs> Go back to your back to your shack. Go back to the basement and have the water drip on you. Get out of here. Yep. You know what would be a great time to discuss this huh. with Emma right now to yeah. tell her all the information. Yeah. This Clear the air. Calm it down. Well, you know, find and- out what they talked about. Maybe find out that she gave her your address. Gave me your address. <laughs> Like, Maybe like seriously, like, your like, doors a little bit. Like, like, take it seriously. If he's as violent as everybody's worried about, you know, then you know, I have a big issue with the parenting. You, you do make a very good point, right? Like, at no point is is Spike at all curious about like what happened when you saw him. What did yeah, he say? How did it make you feel? How was this you interaction? Know? It was just like you went there. Fuck yeah. you, bad daughter. Oh my stomach. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like watching two teenagers yell at each other. Yeah. And especially not, spoil- like, sort of spoiler alert, but especially when we learn that, you know, she kind of kept Emma from him when Emma was little because she felt he was dangerous. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Jesus. So she has just come back from meeting him and she's not like, are you okay? Or, yeah. like, is everything fine? What happened? She's like, you have a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just awful. Uh, anyways, so 
again, yes, missed opportunity. So also, I'm going to say one. Sorry, one more thing about this. Now that I'm thinking about it, so they would have called Joey from Stouffville to come pick them up, right? You would assume that Joey makes the next phone call to Spike and Snake and is like, "Your daughter's out in fucking Stouffville with Craig," and they were just like. I go pick them up. We'll deal with them when <laughs> yeah. you bring them back here. Like Jesus one Christ. of them would have gone. Let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He mm-hmm. could have at least like he'd be like, "I'll come pick up Snake, and they'll they'll go together." Yeah, but no, they couldn't yeah, even be bothered. <laughs> they just let Joey yeah. go and pick them up. Then when Emma gets home, they just yell at her. Yeah, makes sense. Good parenting. Yeah, good, great job, great job. Um. So, yes, this would have been a great opportunity. Opportunity missed. So, um, Snake tries to diffuse the situation by talking calmly to Emma. Like, come and sit down and let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And Emma's not interested. And then he, like, switches gears super awkwardly and just awkwardly yells. And he's like, Emma, come here. Sit down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I mean, if I was Snake, I would be frustrated with having to deal with her, too. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Just the way he shifted gears made me laugh. Like, was like, come here, Emma. Let's talk. Emma, come here. <laughs> um. So of course, Emma pulls out the classic overused line: "You don't talk to me like that. You're not my dad. You're not my real dad." Again. <laughs> Again. That he always said. I would have been like, "You keep saying that," but I'm. You know, I own this house. I'm, You're I'm, fucking I'm forking your mom, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I win. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, Emma runs down to her shack and cries against a cement wall. <laughs> Snake should have gone like really like terrible and been like pointed to Spike's belly and been like, "That's right, I'm not, but that's my baby there, and I'm gonna love him more." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he should have done that. Yeah. That's how you parent Which, everybody. Parenting good advice tips, around yeah, good tips. Yeah. 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 Write it down. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, Emma runs away, cries against a concrete wall. Was she crying Very or was sad. that water dripping on her face from the in Oh her, that's true. Yeah. In her it's den. Hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. Her den of iniquity. Yeah. <laughs> the uh the last time we saw the water dripping, it was actually dripping on a, a, a package of Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, nice. Ooh. She had best beside flavor. her bed. Tasty. So, yeah, best <laughs> flavor, bar none, for sure. Um, I like so, Darth Mauls, personally, but... I like Anakin's. Like so, anyways. What? It's an inside uh, joke. Keep going. Okay. Okay. So, back at Degrassi. Uh, yes. Sorry, but we have to talk about I'm the so plot. <laughs> We're in class. Spinner is uh, looking worried. Uh, Drake reminds him that the clock is ticking uh, for him to get up and tell everyone he has no backbone. Fucking stupid. Uh, so the teacher is asking someone to come solve a math problem on the chalkboard. Spinner uses that as his opportunity to get in front of his class. Teacher acts like a dick to him. He's like, Day two of school, he's already had enough of this kid's shit. <laughs> he's he already this, this kid's so dumb. It's second day. I know how dumb he is. Let's give him the fucking business. It's true. Gavin, I, I love these teachers, English. by the way. Yeah, yeah. They're very supportive. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, you're getting uh, up? That's weird because you're stupid. But here you go. Yeah. yeah. Day two. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Whole class, your stupidity. Um, so Spinner gets up pretending that he's going to solve this math problem. Instead, he turns around and announces to the class that he has no backbone. He's whipped. He's spineless. His girlfriend runs his life. And everybody uh, laughs. And I thought... Even in that grade, if I was there and someone got up and did that, I wouldn't awesome. laugh. I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what? Like, I, yeah. And why do I give a fuck? Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. Anyway. If this is easily repairable, the writers just should have made it butthole instead of backbone. He has no butthole? Yeah. I think that that's a lot funnier. No yeah, Some that, kid just yeah, goes up to the front of the class and he's like, I have no butthole. People are like, what? That would have worked better. I agree. <laughs> it also would have been more appropriate for the storyline for the joke to have been on Ms. Kwan. Because we've already established, like, Ms. Kwan is, like, taunting yep. him about failing. Yep. So it would yeah. have made more it, sense. It would have been more humiliating if it was Ms. Kwan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, writing fail, whatever. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you kind of tease that at the beginning and then it never gets paid off. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Which is like the theme of the series is like inconsistent. Yep. Um, so everybody's laughing at Spinner, except for Paige, who is fucking pissed. And Spinner sits back down. Drake confirms he's earned the locker. And Spinner's super happy until he notices Paige, who's fucking fuming, apparently. Great. Can't wait to see how this fucking ends. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We are back at Spike's house. She is knitting. Uh, poorly, apparently. Of course. Who isn't knitting, right? Do any of you know how to knit? I do. Do you? Are you good at it? Yeah. My uh, wife's a huge yeah. knitter. I'm not. Okay. I can knit, I... like, a scarf. But, like, I can't do anything like a hat or, like, socks or anything. Nothing, I can with, knit... nothing with curves. I can just knit a straight line. <laughs> I My can house is too. full of yarn. So, I got that going Yeah. For me. I also like can knit, but I have I don't have like the dedication to finish almost anything. <laughs> There's just a bunch of unfinished toques in your place. <laughs> it's true. I knit like half a toque, and then instead I just like bind it off and make it like a infinity a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever. But anyways, knitting is fun. Like it is soothing, actually. So yes, we see Spike knitting at home. The doorbell rings. Uh, rings again. She talks to the door. I'm coming. There's no Hold window in this door, right? Like, there's no way to verify who's on the other side of the door. You know? No. So that's yeah. And, cool. I mean, I, I never answer my front no door. People. Yeah. No. Like, I never again, answer no, my No, 2002, I guess, different time. Yeah. Nowadays, no one opens the door for anything. No. I have a fucking camera on my front door. I can just check. Yeah. <laughs> I have a camera, too. Yeah. I can always check before. I need one. I just kind of peer through my, like, the glass on my front door, but it's, like, yeah. all that distorted glass, so I kind of yeah. can't tell. So, I... <laughs> but yeah, I basically just never answer my door. In any case, yep. Spike decides that she is going to answer and opens it up, and it is Shane. 
Of course. Yeah, so Shane has left the mental institution, bought a train ticket, commuted to Toronto. With no money, by the way. I don't know where he got money to buy a train ticket, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe allowance. He didn't give her child support. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I'm going to assume that, like, this is like a facility where they can come and go during the day or something. I mean, like, they're yeah, like but not to Toronto resident or something. They can, you know, they're not. Yeah, they're like in Stouffville, which is a smaller city or whatever. Like maybe he's yep. allowed to like leave by himself during the day, and he has like a small amount of pocket money or yeah. something. Like the but fact that he was that... able to like get a ticket, get on the freaking train, go all the way to Toronto, navigate Toronto to find somewhere specific yep. seems unlikely to me. But even that story doesn't make sense. If we have established that he's likely only in this institution because he's violent, like I can't imagine a violent person would be given day passes. They wouldn't. And just be like, "Bye, go have fun." <laughs> not not unsupervised. No. It does. It makes well, like what kind of facility are these people know. running? Like first they like ignore children who have showed up and allow mm-hmm. them to get into a patient's room and now they've lost a patient it's they're true not they're facility. not doing a very good job when i see when i watch this without prior knowledge of anything i'm going if, if i didn't know the original series the violence would come out of nowhere it'd be like what yes like why yes. like that's i mean that's the, the other thing it's as we go through this shit with him and spike where it's like all of a sudden he's like ultra violent out of nowhere like what yeah, grabbing her yeah yeah it's yeah. it is it's it's jarring i have to say yeah Man. it's true like we we did witness um the episode in the original degrassi where he comes back to the school with luke and we do yeah. witness him like rationally losing his temper but it never is physically yeah. violent it's just him calling people the dumb jerks yes and he'll kick him in the head and See, man, again, I wish they would yeah. have brought that. They should have brought that line back. That would have been fantastic. Would have been. Um, but yes, I. It, it does make sense in theory that his violence might have progressed in nature yep. as he got older. Uh, but just the fact that the writers are leaving us to make all these assumptions is pretty. Yes. Shitty, right? It does. It does a great injustice to writing about traumatic brain injury and mental health. It really does. It yes. Just, it really does. <laughs> it's just to like portray if- as. A, yeah. Do the villain portrayal is kind of I I find it to be in poor poor taste. Yeah, like he is he is totally the the like the danger in this whole thing. It's like what you learn is oh these people are just dangerous and unpredictable and all you can do is, you know, trick them or give them an inning to calm them down or else yeah, they'll kill true. you. Like that's yeah. Yeah. It's it's not okay. And it's it's um, it's not just that he's violent, it's that he's he's violent but he's also cunning enough to make it to Toronto yes. and do this. Yes, he is. Like, devious. He's devious. Kind of, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also, okay, I'll, I'll get into the scene a bit more, but there's other things that he happens to be, like, very, very cunning and smart. Yep. And that, anyways. Um, yep. So, yes, we see, we see Spike open the door, and it's Shane dressed up in a nice, like, khaki jacket and a buttoned-up shirt. He's got... <laughs> He, yeah, he's got a, a sweater like the you know the over like the pullover sweater right with the sleeves cut off, and he's got a dress shirt on and a fucking tie. Yeah, so he's weird to the nines. Yes, it really um, it really kind of uh, 
shows that there's it's a well thought out plan, which I find really <laughs> weird. And considering we saw that he's unable to even eat his dinner without like shifting the plate a thousand times to match yep. the sun or whatever, like the fact that all of a sudden he's able to get himself dressed like this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another inconsistency. Okay. So, so Spike opens the door, sees Shane, and he's like, "Miss me?" <laughs> Uh-huh. And I don't know about you guys, but I burst out laughing. I thought that was really funny. I thought it was funny and I was also like, that's not he would never say that. Like No. Again, it's all sounds so sinister. Yeah. Yeah, but it also requires like a level of cognition, right? Like time. Well keep it keep in mind when Emma went to meet him at the start of the episode, he didn't even realize that time had passed. Exactly. He's like, Emma's a baby. You can't be Emma. No, she's a little girl. It's so weird. The whole thing is inconsistent. It's just, it's awful. It's just disappointing that they didn't take the effort to just, man, all you had to do was like consult with any doctor. Yep. And run it by and be like, no, no. Like he shouldn't have the ability to be like, miss me? (laughs) Anyways. Um, so after that kind of scary scene, we are back at Degrassi. Um, so Snake uh, tracks down Emma in the stairwell to try and explain to her the Shane situation, basically. Nothing like doing that at school. So in a great place. Yeah. In the stairwell of all places. Yeah. You could have at least gone to the Tree of Invisibility. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> to talk about this uh, just to catch Jamie up on that uh, yes, there is a tree outside of Degrassi High where BLT can <laughs> cheat on his girlfriend and no one sees them even oh, though it's right in front yeah, of the yeah, school yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yes. that yep. yeah. they're like let's stop I remember here those. Yeah. Yeah. let's stop here at this tree so nobody <laughs> sees us excellent this tree right in front of the school um, yes so at school super inappropriate <laughs> super inappropriate <laughs> has this very personal, detailed conversation between a teacher and his stepdaughter. Um, He admits that Spike looks pretty bad, but Emma needs to hear her story. He calls Spike Uh, heartless, and I'm like, heartless? Like, it's it's pretty bad. Like, she made a bad decision uh, to not tell you, but, like, heartless would imply that Emma's story about, well, he just stuck him in a mental institution is... Correct, which it is absolutely not, right? Or that yep. makes any sense whatsoever, timeline yeah. wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I just see it as like a stepdad, like stuck in the middle trying to appease the stepdaughter who repeatedly reminds him that he's not her dad. Yeah. <laughs> then, then, Shane uh, li- then Shane lies about what happened, at least partially, right? He's like, Shane? yeah, he's like, oh, or sorry, Snake. Yeah, he's like, when Spike got pregnant, Shane wanted to be involved, but his parents wouldn't let him. And it's like, mm, I mean, kind of. Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> if you remember <laughs> the scene, the remember the scene where Spike notes. pulls Shane to the side and she's like, I'm pregnant. And then he just slowly leaves like Homer going into the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But, I mean, in general, I mean, actually, that storyline never got played out to the point where, at least I don't remember where, like, it was clear 
that his parents like were the problem. I know his parents wanted to like send him to private school. Yeah. Um, and they had that dinner with uh, Spike and her mom. In any case, um, Snake tries to explain Spike's uh, side of the story, saying that you know he tried to be involved, but his parents wouldn't let him, and then so he, so he got high on acid and fell off a bridge or jumped off a bridge, yada yada yada. I, I just like how the way he tells this is like one led to the other. He got, yes, your mom, exactly. he got your mom pregnant and his parents wouldn't let him. So he took acid and jumped off a bridge. <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was right. So I was, as I was writing my notes for this show and I, and I had written that and then I was rewriting my notes. I'm like, did he really say it that way? Like I had to rewatch the show because mm-hmm. I was like, that's ridiculous. But yeah, he does make it seem like he took acid because. <laughs> Of his parents. Um, in any case, he then uh, tells Emma, like, Spike did take her to see him, uh, but she felt it was he was too dangerous uh, to take her back again. So, so her uh, solution is not again, let me inform my daughter about the situation so that she doesn't go on her own to see her dangerous father. Right? Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he's really dangerous. I better not say anything at all about him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And again, she just then keep when... striving to find who he is for the rest of her life. That yeah. that seems like a sound strategy. <laughs> she should have been like, your dad is Mike Nelson. He's a drummer. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. <laughs> Mike oh, Nelson's God. a man. Well, same like, last name. So lucky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The same last name, so you're good. Fuck, they really missed an opportunity there. Yeah, they sure did. And again, this kind of contradicts uh, the whole scene where she's so pissed at Emma for finding Shane, despite the fact that, like, in Spike's mind, she was in trouble because she thinks (laughs) Shane is dangerous, but that doesn't seem to register when she gets in trouble. In any case, Snake and Emma continue to talk. Snake tells her that Spike did take her to see him. She felt it was too dangerous to take her back again. Uh, Emma understands, but she insists that she should have told her. And while Snake agrees, he says that uh, Spike wanted to wait till Emma was older. <laughs> like 45? <45? laughs> That's a great yeah. joke. Thanks, man. <laughs> man, oh man. I yeah. wish I had thought of that. <laughs> um, he, so Snake takes a quarter out of his pocket and tosses it to her and tells her uh, to call her mom. Uh, 2003. I love it. And also they're like, oh, we need, to, we need to make fucking Snake look so cool here. So he's like, here's a quarter. Give your mom a call. Flip a coin, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Archie. This scene reminded me of Uncle Buck. I don't know if you guys have seen yes, that. Yes, I know exactly. The pig, the, the, not, the rat to yeah. gnaw that thing yes. off your face. Here's a nickel. Go find a rat to gnaw that thing off your face. <laughs> and then he walks out to fucking uh, Wild Thing. Fuck yeah. I'm so glad you <laughs> get that rat. <laughs> 
Popping the old fist and, and, and shimmying down the hallway. Oh, that's a great scene. Fuck. Uncle you know, Bob, my man. kid would get a kick out of that movie. I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta screen that one. That'll be yes. great. Uh, Uncle Buck's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. In any case, uh, the whole quarter flicking thing totally reminded me of that scene. Yeah. Uh, so back at home, um, as we know, Shane has appeared at their door. He comes in and he starts picking up uh, photographs and he starts asking Spike when she married Snake. Well, uh, Shane, like we don't actually see Shane be let in. We go back to Spike's house, and he's just inside. So just in. yeah. it's like he, got, Spike, he pushed his way in. Yeah, like how did he get in? It, it, it appears at this point that they are getting along. So she has let him in, which is a poor decision. Yeah. Yep, very poor. Yeah, and like, again, doesn't make sense with the rationale that we have led to believe is why she kept Emma from him. Right, like violence. Mm-hmm. Well. Someone someone comes to your door and really wants to speak with you, and if you want to engage them, you go outside. Can I posit a theory? Yeah, yeah. That it's not about violence, uh, that, that she keeps them away from him out of convenience. Let's just be, like, that, that seems to oh, be... Oh, agree. Like, he gets a little violent here, and that's kind of weird, but I, I gotta say, I feel like overall... It's just easier for her to just not tell her about him. And as long as she doesn't ask, he doesn't exist. You know, in, in the, I know this is a TV show and it's not real, but it just feels like that seems to be the more, you know, easy explanation. But it's just easier. Oh, you know, I, hunt, yeah. I second yeah, to that. To the detriment of her 100%. daughter's feelings and to the detriment of her daughter's growth as a person, but still, it's just easier. Old Christine seems like she would do that. <laughs> uh huh. Your hand in mine, it's so divine. <laughs> Don't tell Christine. your daughter about her father, Christine. <laughs> All right. He is such a poor boy. <laughs> he is such a violent boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, that is legit. I like. I support that theory because then, then you think about it. Like you'd have to make like take your daughter to Stouffville to see your dad, and it would yep. definitely add. A lot of stress to her. Life. Yeah, and she was young. You know, I'm not saying that she's totally wrong, but you know, she was a single young mother. No. You know. Anyway, that's just that's just what I'm thinking. It's a good theory. I appreciate Thanks. it. Um, but yes, we uh, we see that Shane has been let in to the house and is roaming around looking at photos, uh, and she, he notices that. So apparently. Shane also remembers Snake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I guess he has retained his long-term memory after the traumatic brain injury. Um, but he asks Spike why she didn't tell him that she got married. Um, obviously, Spike said she didn't have to. And then he goes a little bit bonkers saying that she didn't have to marry him. He could be her husband. They could be married. And then kneels kneels down and hugs her belly, saying that the baby could be theirs. Come on. Which is supreme freakiness. This writing is fucking bullshit. Right? I hate it. Yeah. He's like, we could be married. This could be ours. (laughs) 
Are you serious? He's not sophisticated enough to be this creepy. Exactly. No. I find it wildly inconsistent. I, he should have cackled after. This could be ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And no, then, I mean, and then when she goes for the, baby. <laughs> this could be our baby. <laughs> yeah, just trying. It's just trying to make it sinister, just for like drama's sake. Yeah, and it's then just yeah, yeah. And then she, and then when she tries to grab the phone, he's like, he grabs it from her, and again, he's like, "You're not calling anyone." <laughs> like, again, yes. Yep. And the ability to know that he is trying to prevent her from reaching out for help. Doesn't make sense when you think about, you know, traumatic brain injury, but he's very conniving. Yeah, like in his head, he's like, oh, she's going to call for help and I'm going to stop her. Would never happen. Yes. No. So, yeah. Again, further exploiting mental illness. Yep. Um Super (laughs) shitty. Well, yeah, if you're if you have a mental illness, like not only are you. You know, do you have to deal with whatever disability you have? But you're also apparently devious and dangerous. Yep, exactly. Yeah, can't be trusted. And I guess to clarify, it's not even a mental illness. He has a nope. traumatic brain injury. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. It's not it's mental even illness. worse. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yes, as he is hugging her belly on his knees, she tries to reach for the phone. He grabs it away from her again. Really good reflexes. Yeah, he's quite he's quick as a cat. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's come from his knitting. <laughs> um, he should have so like we, he like makes her drop the phone, but he catches it with the knitting needles. <laughs> <laughs> Spins it around and yeah. flicks it into his head. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a little cozy. Yeah. Yes. And then he like, oh. and then he knits a snare and like traps Spike in it. Yes. <laughs> and then she's hanging from the ceiling in this like netting yes. like yes. Demi-Gento. Yeah. <laughs> Emma, help me. Yes. Well, if you're you know you're going for bad tropes, go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't go. Twist his mustache and tired <laughs> of the train tracks. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, we see after this uh, this crazy shit goes down, we see Emma, who is at school, calling uh, her mom from a payphone with the quarter, uh, trying to, whatever, apologize. And then she gets that noise where you can tell the phone's off the hook. Maybe this is just because my dad used to work for Bell. I'm like, do you get that noise when you call someone when the phone's off the hook? I thought you, you get like a, a beeping, busy. like a beep. I thought beep, you got a busy beep, signal. Yeah, it was like a busy signal. Yeah, but this was like a fast busy. I... It was a fast busy, like a disconnected phone. Yeah. Oh. Like I know, okay. Yeah. I know it. Like at home, when you take the phone off the hook for a while, it goes like the like the dial tone. But if yep. you keep it off for too long, then it does that. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think if you call that phone, I think it just gives you a busy signal. Yeah. I don't think it gives well, you like that. I and without knowing don't remember the, how landlines work. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you know what? And without knowing, do they have a, uh, a, a do they have voicemail? Do they have uh, uh, you know, call waiting? I don't know. Call waiting. So there's yeah. all sorts of fa- there's all sorts of factors involved here. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, she sussed that out pretty quick. 
yeah. But again, the noise was not realistic. You don't no. can't you don't get that noise when you call someone. In any case, she hangs up the phone, grabs her quarterback, as you do. Huh? Yep. And, and heads out. Yeah, leaves school again early for the second time in a week. Like this, oh, good. Yeah. this child doesn't give a fuck. Her dad teaches at the school and she's just like, I leave when I want. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you do that when your mom taught across the schoolyard from you? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, my mom's teaching across the street. I'm fucking off. <laughs> just leave the school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I actually lived par for the course with Emma. Like, she just does whatever she wants whenever yeah. she wants to do it. Yeah. All the time. I get that feeling. Even watching when this she's episode. been told not to. Yep. I lived beside my elementary school, but it was not a a benefit because (laughs) it was not cool to wear your snow pants at recess. So nobody did, but I had to because my dad would stand in the backyard (laughs) and peer over the fence when recess hit to make sure I had my fucking snow pants off. Oh my God, that's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Uh, That's no good. Ski pants were the worst. Right? A loser. Anyways, um, so back at home, um, Spike is, I think, just trying to convince Shane to leave. And she tells him that she has a doctor's appointment. What a strategy. I have a prenatal appointment. Like, Shane's going to be like, oh, I understand. (laughs) Oh, prenatal. Yeah, shit. Got it. Yeah. That's important. Let's try this again tomorrow. Because he's like, what are you, 36 weeks gestation? Yeah. <laughs> this is about the time that you need to see your doctor once a week. I get that. Yeah. By the way, did Snake do more than one thrust when he got you knocked up, unlike me? <laughs> which has been well documented in all the Drew Grassy novels. Yes. What a rookie. It took him more than one? Yeah. Yes. I, got, I, got, I got knitting to do. <laughs> one thrust and back to the fucking toque. <laughs> okay so yes the prenatal appointment excuse doesn't work jane says he's not leaving because this is his house (laughs) i fucking laughed oh god yes i love how he remember all the things that led us to this point but he still he thinks this is his house yeah i love how he just takes possession of the home he's now like ultimately delusional (laughs) On top of everything else. He's like, we're married, that's my baby, and this is our house. Like, (laughs) Jesus. All right. I know that I fell, and I was injured, but my head's okay. But I also still believe this is my my domicile. (laughs) Yes. So we can say. So so, uh, Spike tries to convince him that it's not, but he's not having any of it. And then he starts on his violent rampage and he starts smashing photos and anything he can get his hand on. A, a, a very tall CD tower he demolishes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Spike just fucking stands there. Yeah. Like, girls, like, get out. Danger. Get out. Get nice. Right? Like yep. Whoopi Goldberg says in Ghost Molly, you in danger. <laughs> yes. Get out. Again, this doesn't mesh with the character we know as Spike. Like, to me, it would seem Spike would know enough to just be like, bye. Like, nobody's there. Nobody else is in the house she needs to protect. Get the fuck out. Yep. Yep. 
instead she stands there and like gasps and like covers her mouth with her hand watching as um, yeah. Shane destroys everything um, uh, then we split from that and we are back at school and oh, we see thank god thank god. <laughs> yeah I was really wondering um, so Spinner is now apologizing to Paige because Paige is pissed and he is sorry for, I guess, embarrassing her, telling everyone that he had no backbone. She thinks it makes her look, like, bossy or whatever. Because she and... is. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. how she's like, everybody's going to see how I've behaved in the last two seasons, like, all the yeah. time. I am an actual bitch. Yeah. I made you do this. Made you believe you needed to get me a locker. Um, but no. She insists that he has humiliated her, and Spinner loses it, saying like he doesn't know how to please her. And then Paige, <laughs> I believe, him. I believe that by the way, physically assaults her. <laughs> yeah. No idea how to please her. I'm Fuck sure. The big man. Yeah. I. Yes. He. She pushes him into the lockers and says she doesn't want anything from him, and storms off. And, like, I see this as an opportunity for Spinner. Like, okay, it's over. Like, seriously, you yeah. just caught a break. Like, yep. escape. Get yeah. out. Mm -hmm. But no, no. He can't do that. Um, so we see Emma, uh, who, again, hasn't been able to get a hold of her mom. So she's walking home from school. And we know back at home, Spike is trying to get Shane out of the house. So in his tantrum, he has cut his arm, or cut his hand. And so Spike is trying to let him, or yeah, Spike is trying to convince him to let her see his hand. He's not interested. She finally convinces him. And as soon as uh, he lets her, she lunges and tries to get the phone. She tries to trick to him. Like, yes. To but, he's too, but he's too wily. He, well, I mean, he, he saw this coming. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the other problem. So Spike, I guess, we asked why she didn't just leave earlier, but I guess they, we're supposed to get the impression that it's hard for her to move because she's super-duper yeah. pregnant, right? Super pregnant, yeah. But then what was your plan here? You're going to get the phone and evade him? like, like While you're calling? Yeah, like, it's not like... The, the way that I think she has it in her head is it's that cute thing, right? Where, like... You're teasing somebody. Oh, give it to me. Yeah, no, give it to me. Ah, like that's how she seems to think about it. Meanwhile, this guy has trashed half her house, and he's a psycho. Like, what do you think he's gonna do? Like, try to tickle you and get it from you? Like, he's no. gonna fucking kill you. Puts her in a puts her in a waist lock. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Big time. Yeah. Again, I, I, like the easier option is clearly like you just you survey the situation. The door is not obstructed. You just have to turn around and run out it. And there are people outside. When Emma's walking to the house, you clearly hear children playing street hockey yes. on the, in the road. Yep. Like, so just go outside and be like, I need some fucking help. But no, no. No. She's, she needs to I try and get the, the phone. phone. You, to call her husband, who is even farther away, to come and get her. You know what it reminds me of? I'm going to say this because I've, we've got Jamie on and we love pro wrestling. Yes. But yes. it's like when there's a wrestler in the ring, like, you know, like yep. a weaker wrestler or a manager or someone. And then like, you know, someone like Kane or like a monster wrestler 
comes yes. down the aisle to the ring to get them. And the person and is so there. frozen in fear. They just stand in the ring and don't just leave. <laughs> they don't just run run away through the crowd and out, out, the, out the fucking arena. I yeah. know. Yeah, I, I like that you used Kane as your example. <laughs> yes. Your favorite wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you but you're like right. Kane, do you like Kane with his tracheotomy or without? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. The, the tracheotomy that disappeared after like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. I'm a doctor. I should know. <laughs> right on. In any case, yes. So in a choose your own adventure, Spike chooses the worst possible storyline and tries to wrestle yeah. the phone away uh, from Shane. And of course it doesn't work. A fight ensues. Spike ends up, I guess, being pushed against like a counter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she falls to the ground, like moaning and groaning. I mean, at least it gets um, her into labor. Like... Yeah, I'd you know? be really thankful. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, yes. just be done. Yeah, exactly. Finally. Like, man, like being over, like, it's not fun. Yep. So she, yeah, exactly. She should be grateful. She's not. Um, so as she, like, crumbles to the ground in pain, um, Shane continues on his rampage, like, trashing shit. Um, Emma walks home and she walks in from school and she sees what's happening. And. She tries to defuse the situation. Um, Shane finally notices her, and Emma threatens that she'll never talk to him again if he hurts Ugh, her mom. I hate that Emma is the fucking hero of this episode. It's pretty bad. Well, and then I wrote in big fucking bold letters, you did this, Emma. Like, <laughs> this all happened because well, of you. Her mom both did. I think they're both to blame. Yes, yes. 100%. I, like, I would give, like, Spike equal... Uh, responsibility for this situation only because if she's so young she's still still young and yeah but still i i get the feeling a poor archie i mean look what he's married into right Uh uh-huh he he man archie had an opportunity too he said what kind of fucking family am i marrying into or something like that and was having second (laughs) thoughts about getting married but he did it so sorry dude can't turn back now (laughs) yeah there you you go own it you yeah. gotta own it, Archie. Too late, hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Emma continues because she wants to obviously get the phone away from Shane. Uh, so she uh, remembers that he likes knitting. So she grabs her mom's knitting and gives it to it's him. Conveniently right there. Perfect. Right? Here. Take this Knit. knitting. Violent man. Take yeah. these spiky... Anyways, it works. He gives her the phone. He starts knitting on the couch. Um, and again, Spike is in labor. Yeah. I love how she's going to give birth. Like, she's just going to give birth. And, you know, everyone's going to be around. And fucking Shane's going to be sitting there knitting while it's happening. Yeah. Just, oh God, don't yeah. get me started. He's been tamed. Like, uh, like when Hercules had to tame Pegasus. <laughs> every time he had to ride him in Mighty Hercules cartoon. Yeah. Every time he had to tame Pegasus, he was like, she just tamed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Emma Emma tells Spike that she's going to call Snake. And then we are taken back to school. We see the secretary answering her call. And conveniently at that time, we see Radich and Joey uh, exiting Radich's office, presumably talking about like the skipped classes that 
Craig yeah. and Emma had. Yeah, and, and, and the secretary should just been... can't stay out of the principal's office. Am I right? <laughs> Even um, as an adult, you get fucking hauled in there. The the secretary should have been like, "Oh, is this Emma Simpson? Who's calling?" <laughs> <laughs> this ultimate troll job. Yeah. The the secretary's name is Mrs. Smith. We will see her again. And did anybody notice like the two little beat up kids in the background? No. <laughs> no. To Radich, they're like all bloody. We have yes. to go into Radich's office. Yeah, a little dust up. Yeah. Nice. No, I was just trying to like hone in on the conversation that Radich was having with Joey. And we do hear Radich be like, oh, I remember you skipped classes back in the day. Yeah, and Joey should have said, I remember how you used to make fun of me and my English skills, and I had a legitimate learning disability. Yes. Remember when you you said I wrote like I was Swahili? That was funny, eh? Yeah. Um, So the secretary pipes up saying, you know, this is Emma's on the phone, her mom's in labor, and Joey volunteers to go find Snake, who happens to be in a forest teaching about fucking insects. And we get the... (laughs) I know, so weird. (laughs) The music Uh, is just... Yeah, it's not good. Um, So back at Spikes, Emma is trying to help her breathe through the contractions... (laughs) Shane is just knitting just on the couch. Knitting. I'll knit that baby a sweater by the time it's out. Just put it on. Yeah. Uh, Emma says she's calling Liz, who we learned last episode is Liz. OG Liz. And oh, I did look up what Liz said that she did in the original mother and child oh, yes. reunion episode. She said that she worked with devel- developmentally um disabled people so they should have called her over to hang out with shane yeah well really she'd be an asset at least better than the rest of them yeah Yeah, though the knitting it was a great idea yeah knitting solves everything emma has a future that's true in uh in uh in therapy or you know i would never (laughs) i would never go to her for therapy so so after emma calls calls liz who we know is is spike's midwife um, we are taken to the forest where the fucking dork snake is like trying to capture <laughs> yes, a fucking butterfly. butterfly or something, and it just drags on. Uh, oh, it's quietly! So it's supposed to be a joke, right? Like it's supposed to be this. We need to be quiet so that Joey can run and be like, "You're having a baby." <laughs> like it, it's so obvious. It's mm. embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like my fucking kids could pick it, like pick out this, like what they're trying to do here. Like, so like, yes, I of mean, course, they like, mi- a missed opportunity. They should have had uh, Snake in like full safari gear and like the hat. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the pit helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big like the eye socks. Yeah. Crocodile hunter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so Joey like runs into the forest, like Snake, Snake, Spikes have she's in labor, blah blah blah. And then, of course, like he stands up, he's like, "I'm gonna be a dad." <laughs> and then he manhandles Liberty, <laughs> and he Poor hugs Liberty. a student, which is not appropriate at all, and yeah. runs up the hill to join Joey, and they fucking like run away together. <laughs> no instructions. Like, no, no instructions for the students. No anything. Yeah, just in the, in the woods, Bye. left alone. <laughs> Yeah. I was just like, if there's any opportunity for them to fucking sing their stupid song, they should have started singing it. 
as they were riding out of the forest. Everybody wants something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants a baby that never <laughs> yeah. ends. Didn't happen. Missed opportunity. Um. So we're back at school. We see Radich <laughs> chastising Spinner for his locker scheming. Um, Paige comes in, yada, yada, yada. They argue a bit more. Eventually, she apologizes for being a bitch. And they kiss and make up. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Just then, Jimmy comes in and goes, Whitch! implying, obviously, that Spinner is whipped. Uh, but then Paige shuts him down, puts him in his place, and Spinner's like, that's why you're my girl, Jenny. <sighs> He's going, I'm going to shoot you, Drake. <laughs> right in the fucking back. Uh, <laughs> I know that happens. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, Drake comes in and he cracks a whip and Paige is like, oh, you're just jealous you have no one to kiss. And I've just been like, you? Like... <laughs> Seriously. You know, I do find Drake's character, though, like, it's, it's, I, I'd say, from what I've seen in this episode, a pretty realistic portrayal of a douchebag. You know? Yeah, but, yeah. He, Sorry, it's, Drake. It's, yeah. Well, he's, Sorry, Drake, I, he? I mean, when you see enough of the episode, you'll get enough of Drake to know that he's actually, like, kind of like a nice, sweet kid. But he is kind of a dick about being rich. Yeah, yeah, well, no, he, he just definitely seems like has he does. his dickish moments. Yeah, for sure. it's it's just realistic. I find you know him doing the doing the whipping sound was stupid, but you know I could totally see a dude doing that. Yeah, I thought I thought that was that was fairly good. There was a good uh, little bit of realism there. It was. Um, so as Spike continues to labor, uh, we see Shane and Emma, and they're sitting. Yeah, Shane and Emma, and they're sitting outside. And so <laughs> Shane has, like, knit a whole hat. Yeah. Well, we get we get Spike in labor first, and she's apologizing to Emma about not telling uh, her about Shane while she's in labor. And Emma's <laughs> like, you're having a fucking baby. It's okay. Like, you can wait. I hate that this, at the end of this episode culminates in Emma, Emma getting apologized to while Spike is, like, literally, like, shoving a baby out. She's like, I'm sorry, other daughter. Like, she's got other shit to do, but she's apologizing. Um, and then Snake runs in with the camera. And I'm like, what are you going to take a picture of? <laughs> so, yeah. I love the camera, too, by the way. <laughs> um, that is a nice piece of technology right there. <laughs> and my favorite part is that, circle camera. you know, when, sh- when Snake runs in, he looks around at the whole fucking mess that Shane made, and he's confused. And then Shane looks up at him, and then he looks over at Spike, and then he looks back at Shane, and he points to both of them, and he does the, like, finger in the hole thing. He's like, we both had that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you built that one up nice. Yeah. Yeah, you built that up really yeah. well. Yeah. it's all about the build-up. Yeah, Scale. Yeah, so, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's a but good. But actually, call. Shane's like, "Hi, Snake." <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Actually, that's pretty good. For those who have kids, did you do like the regular like hospital birth epidural thing, or did you guys do like the hippie home birth thing? I don't have an answer. My wife was in that. My wife was uh, she we, hospital. Yeah, uh, she had a doula. Who didn't show up? Uh, her labor was only like in the hospital two hours. So oh wow! So there was no time to do epidural, which she would have taken. So she had the the gas. Oh yeah, that didn't really That's, help. I would her. just if I was gonna, I would just be like, give me the drugs, give me all yeah. the drugs. Yeah, like, she wanted I, it, but 
it was real quick. I had all experiences. <laughs> <laughs> like I, ha- I have three kids, obviously, so I have had a C-section in a hospital, and I have had a home birth with no drugs, and then I had another hospital birth with no drugs. Would you recommend no drugs? <laughs> Are you yeah, having a baby, Arlo? Yeah. Like, what's your? No, I don't know. Spike's doing I mean, without drugs, so I don't know that it would it wouldn't be a choice that I would personally make. But it's it's tough, right? Because it's like it, it's kind of. I'm super proud that I had a home birth, uh, mostly because my daughter was fucking ten pounds. and yeah so having her at home with no drugs was like a feat right and there's no way i'm fucking chastising my other like daughter or son they like i'm sorry i didn't tell you about whatever whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i was just trying not to die that's all i was focused on like i was like i'm gonna die this is the end of my life because it was the worst pain yeah. I've ever experienced. Well, that home birth, and not that I have any experience, but it seemed a little casual to me. <laughs> yeah. I had many questions about the home birth, but I didn't want to point them out because I thought they were just super specific, being that I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. But, like, why did you pull out a mattress and do it in your living room? Like, why didn't you just go up to your bed or the bathtub or just, yeah. Why would you even want to do it sitting there with Shane sitting right there? <laughs> it kind of seems like something you wouldn't want, right? Like that you would want to have an optimal experience for yourself. Yeah, like Personally. isn't isn't yeah, that like, the point of the I home birth? Know, but it feels like yeah. From my experiences with just birth overall, it was very specific about what you know you wanted to make sure that it was you would put your your partner into the most comfortable position they could be. Well, you know now they're gonna have to tell the kid the story like, oh, it's when you were born. You know, yeah. I was sitting on a mattress in the living room. Everything was smashed to shit. I was apologizing to your sister. Your dad ran in with a fucking camera and a bug net. And the other guy who banged me when I was 13 uh, is sitting there knitting. Any questions? Well, they won't tell. They won't say because they like to keep secrets. Yes. We'll never tell you what happened. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say that if I was to ever have a birth. Uh, of a child the important decision that i would need to make is which brand of cigars would i smoke in the waiting room while i was celebrating with my friends i love it yeah oh you're a man's man it's a boy (laughs) yeah cigars yeah oh fuck awesome uh, so we see Shane and Emma sitting outside. Uh, Shane has finished knitting uh, a baby hat. And his van arrives. And as he goes to get into the van, uh, Emma gives him the photo that Craig took of them when they first met. Uh, which is her in his room, feeding him McCain See, so walking around with your camera, creepingly, creepingly taking pictures of people all the time, pays off. Pays off. Keep I doing love it. How, like Elspeth doesn't even get out of the van. <laughs> no. She's just, like, 
Come on. Like, no apologies for losing this patient. <laughs> destroyed your home. Like nothing. Well, not only yeah, that. Nothing. Yeah, he he Can gets. I talk to your parents. Yeah. Nothing. He gets in the van. Spike and Snake. I mean, Spike's not coming outside, but like Snake's nowhere to be found. They don't have yeah. any conversation. They're just like, get in the van and let's go. Like, no curiosity about anything this that happened. Even, this never happened. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, that, like, the humor starts when, like, Snake, like, stumbles in the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> and Jane's just sitting on the couch knitting. And his wife is fucking spread eagle right beside him <laughs> on the floor, like, pushing out a fucking human. And Shane's just like, hi, Snake. It's. <laughs> Living room it's is like destroyed. It's Melanie. It's like uh, hush snack, hush snack, <laughs> hush snack. Yeah, I'm just knitting a fucking toque while your fucking wife's birthing a child. This is the worst fucking hospital in the history of the world. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Like again, like get in the van. All right, you had an adventure. Let's go home. <laughs> You no must big be, deal. Yeah, we'll get you some no fucking debrief about what happened. No, nothing. Just nope. let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's okay. You smashed like their whole living room to bits. Yeah. They may not even know that he smashed it. No one no, said they anything. Just get out there. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. gone. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll still get your fucking super fries. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a very quick, weird ending. Yeah, I did. I did think it was really sweet, like the exchange that um, Emma and Shane had on the back porch. When yep. he knit the hat and gave it over to her, and and he's like, yep. "Bye." Yep. I don't know. I got. I got. That was all right. Guy. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I thought it was really sweet. Um. And yeah. And then he drives off in his minivan. Yeah. He put the the picture up against his chest. It was just a nice little moment. Yes. I yeah. I thought it was super sweet. Um. But yes, the rest of it makes no sense. It'd be nice and... if we like ever heard of this again. Yeah, he's about like, to go in off. In a future episode, she's just like, oh, I just got a letter from my dad or something like that. Like, it, it would be nice if this could be the start of, like, a, a healing a, for all of what, them. I mean, a relationship for yeah. them in some way. Yeah. I mean, what what relationship you could make. No, Shane yeah. goes off to his home planet at this point and uh, yeah. that's the end. <laughs> Basically, yeah. My people need me. Yeah. <laughs> we hardly knew me. Yeah. Um, so he gets into his minivan. And rides off into the sunset. Uh, and Emma heads back inside where her mom has delivered a baby. <laughs> it's cheesy. Very but clean. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> very, very clean baby. Yeah. Spike again takes the opportunity to apologize to Emma for her behavior. Well, and she did owe her an apology, but the, the, yeah. the road goes two ways. Exactly. And I just I feel like that was maybe not the best time. You're away from the phone I, again, Courtney. Like, would it have killed <laughs> oh, Emma to also be like, I'm sorry too. Yeah. I'm no, sorry for you. my part in this. I'm sorry I disobeyed you. I'm sorry that I was a fucking bitch for this entire two-parter of an episode to every single person that I was in contact with. Nope. <laughs> she's a hero she's and she's up. a good person. Yeah. She's the hero, and the end of this no episode is her getting apologized to. Yeah, and also learning nothing. Also, yeah. they're gonna get together and end this episode with like the lovely family portrait, and they're all happy. And she's gonna make a fucking comment. And if I was, um, if I was Snake, I'd be like, "You fucking liar!" Like, <laughs> oh, you're okay with me again until what? Three episodes from now? Like, 
Seriously. Uh, he's got to hold it together, though. It's, you know, like, in the moment there. I can, I, again, you gotta, I, I got to think about, like, the extended universe. Maybe something went down. Yeah. It's also not, like, I the just... best look for Emma. It's just like, oh, well, now that I know that my real dad is, like, not... <laughs> The real dad I want. I guess you can a be a doctor. My dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I guess That's you'll a great do. Point. Yeah. That's a great so, point. So no joke. That is exactly what I thought. I was so confused because they had this sentimental, you know, scene outside where she gives him this photo and he holds it to his heart and mm-hmm. you think it's super special and you know we all think like. Okay, like there's gonna be a, a relationship here. Walks inside and then immediately disowns him as her dad. <laughs> yeah, walks inside, sees the baby, and for the first time ever refers to Snake as her dad. That's so weird. Like, this baby looks like our dad. Ah. And then it kind of ends. <laughs> that makes no sense. Like, okay, so you're choosing to accept him as your dad now that you know your real dad. His damaged goods. Yeah. Yeah, it was really confusing. Right? Yeah. It's a bad message overall, I gotta say. From a show that's like prides itself on messages, this oh, whole so storyline is, is full of terrible messages. So many. I can't even keep track. Nobody learns anything. I mean, I guess Spike kind of learns that, you know, she was she shouldn't have kept that from her. But really, does anybody learn anything? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Uh, comments from the Degrassi Wiki. It's too bad she doesn't visit him again after this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, agree. Yes. Here's some insight. I was worried about Spike's safety in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they, that was the whole point of that episode. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I love how Snake just randomly hugged Liberty when baby Jack was being born. Yeah, that wasn't cool, actually. <laughs> but you love the inappropriate touching of the students. Um, I have another important thing. I have to go to our uh, narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com email address. Uh, because I have a very important email that came in from one Barry Flynn. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Barry Flynn. Yes. Did it just come in? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't say where he's from, uh, but he wrote The Ballad of Shane McKay. Uh, I'm going to read this oh my to God. you. Yes. Uh, there was a kid from Degrassi named Shane McKay. That's the guy that bangs Spike, all the kids would say. His, <laughs> yes. His favorite band was Cor- Gourmet Scum. He'll call you a jerk, one that's big and dumb. One night at a party, he gave Spike one big thrust and promptly climaxed the sex was a bust. <laughs> Not only was the encounter so quick and so wrong, it also conceived Emma, a.k.a. the devil's spawn. <laughs> yes! Shane tried to hide it from his parents at first, but changed his mind when Spike killed Egbert. <laughs> When he found out that Spike wouldn't abort, he gave half his allowance as child support. (laughs) One day when the gourmet scum came to town, he got high and fell off a bridge and was left to drown. (laughs) 
but he didn't but he didn't die and so it was said if you angered him you'd get kick, 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 kicked in the head <laughs> one day emma decided to meet her real dad and convinced craig to skip school they were so bad when emma met shane he wasn't who she thought i thought you were billy parrot but you're j-rock <laughs> Yeah. Uh, when Emma tried to leave, Shane threw a large fit. In order to calm down, he started to knit. Emma gave Shane her address and promised to write. Shane came to visit and was reunited with Spike. The reunion wasn't what Shane had hoped for. Spike went into labor when thrown on the floor. Liz came over to deliver the baby. Snake, or sorry, Shane said, I thought you worked with people like me. <laughs> well, at least Barry did his research. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that's the end. <laughs> so that's the end of Shane in Degrassi TNG. Goodbye, Shane McKay. We hardly knew ye. Uh, uh, Jamie, Barry is one of the hosts of the show. That's awesome. Uh, so there you go. Um, Holy shit, Barry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we also got a we also got a note from uh, Ted Power, who I mean, I'll let you in on the joke. One? Also, yeah, another one, and and he just said things like he understands why Billy Parrot said he didn't like the direction of his character and was going to take a hard pass. Um, she also says that Spike does a pretty good impression of Fat Bastard at the baby shower. Um, <laughs> So, did, uh, yeah, and and she lots of belly. yeah, and lots of talk about Emma. He's very upset with her behavior, as you would expect. So, anyways, narbos and broomheads at gmail dot com, and uh, uh, Jamie's antsy to go watch wrestling. I think so. No, I'm just. I was just laughing. That was fantastic. <laughs> Holy shit, Barry! Like yeah, I, was, I think that might was, be your best. Good job, Barry. I was, I was pleased to be here for that. That was great. Oh. <laughs> legendary well done i mean what better note to end this episode on i don't know what and better one <laughs> there is no better one there's no better way yeah um so until next time um i guess this is us signing off send us your yeah, thoughts. thanks very much for being with us jamie no yes. thank you for having me it was a lot of fun thank you for being in the parking lot yeah <laughs> Appreciate it Go get yourself an ice cream before you go home. You deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I could. It's still open. Um, so maybe I will. Should mention Treat that yourself. Uh, next yeah. week's next week's uh, or next maybe not next week. I don't know the next episode that we put out. We're reviewing. You got the look, which is a Prince song, by the way. So oh, Jamie, we got, got Prince reference. In. We got our I Prince reference it. in. So there you go. Um, and uh, this has a very, 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 very famous scene. So <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's gonna so. be good. Um, I am very interested to hear, especially uh, Ted's uh, <laughs> reaction, because he has never watched. <laughs> he is as far into the show as he's ever been watching as we go through this. So it is yeah. truly his first time. So anyways, sorry. Go, Courtney. That's OK. And I, I think you uh, made quite the build up. I think lots more people are going to tune into our show <laughs> next time. <laughs> Until then, stay safe. Get vaccinated. We'll see you next week. Bye. Eat your super fries. Peace. <laughs> well, 
I just said I'll go get my love I would never do my homework I would stay up late and dream about Kylie I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and get naked Just to get my dreams Everyone they 